0: Thank you ladies and gentlemen. God bless you. I'm just full of excitement. You may be seated if you can. God bless you. Amen. Today is going to be a red letter day. And I'm not talking about the weather. I'm I'm talking about the heat in this house. Amen. Of the Holy Spirit. That is pleasant. That is beautiful. Thank you all that has come. New faces. Some older, not older faces, but long time not seen faces. Is that better? God bless you. Thank you. We miss you. If you're not here, we miss you. I just want to let you know, and we love you. Thank you for being here this morning. Ms. Becky, God bless you. Our First Lady of the Church, we miss Pastor. You're looking as pretty as ever. And um, I'm sure that you miss Pastor too, but it's going to be all right. We have the Holy Spirit in this house. Amen. The Lord let something upon my heart. And I was... If you been watching the news, you would understand why the Lord has given me this message. People are confused. This nation is divided. There's nothing together. Although unity makes strength, we don't see it. We want to tell everybody else what it is, but we don't have it here. The hopelessness that we find in our nation today. No wonder... The Lord put this on my heart. If you have your Bibles, let us go to the book of 1 Samuel. This is something that I preached about 20 years ago, and I just felt on my heart that I want to share with you today. Amen. God bless you as you listen to the reading of God's Word. 1 Samuel 11 verse 1. Then Nahash, the Ammonite, came up and and encamped against Jabez Gilead. And all the men of Jabez said unto Nahash, Make a covenant with us, and we will serve thee. And Nahash the Ammonite answered them, On this condition will I make a covenant with you, that I may trust out all your right eyes. Listen to the covenant that this enemy wants to make with God's people. That I will trust out all your right eyes, and lay it for a reproach upon all Israel. And the elders of Jabez said unto him, Give us seven days, respite that we may send messengers to all the coasts of Israel. And then, if there is no man to save us, we will come out to thee. Then came the messengers to Gibeah of Saul, and told the tidings in the ears of the people. And when the people heard this, the people lifted up their voices and wept. Verse 6 says, And behold, uh, Saul came after the herd out of the field, and Saul said, What aileth the people that they weep? And they told him the tidings of the men of Jabesh. And the Spirit of God came upon Saul when he heard those tidings, and his anger was kindled greatly. Let me go to verse 9. And they said unto the messengers that came, Thus shall you say unto the men of Jabez-Gilead, Tomorrow, somebody say tomorrow. tomorrow, By the time the sun is hot, you shall have help. And the messengers came and showed it to the men of Jabez, And they were glad. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity, the privilege that I have to speak your word to your people. Let me be an instrument, a vessel of honor unto you that you can speak through. Bless your word as it is broken into the hearts of men and women this day. Thank you for the encouragement, the hope that we have in you. Father, I pray this in the name of your most glorious and your wonderful and precious and holy Son, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lead us and guide us, Holy Spirit. I pray, Amen. Help. Is on the way. If you look at the condition. That we are facing in this country. And you hear these words. That there is help. On the way. You should rejoice. You should be glad. Out of the word of God. I can tell you. And I can promise you. That help is on the way. For God's people. In your house. In your town. In this country. Help. Is on the way. What a story that I just read to you. And I will capture on it a little later again. The greatest book ever written. The best-selling book through generations and centuries. But can I say the least-read, best-selling book? (laughs) If you're looking for a love story to read, ladies, right in here. You'll find it in here. Young man, if you're looking for some adventure stories, right in here. If you're looking for superheroes, it's recorded right in God's pages right here. The greatest book ever written. I can tell you many books they inform it's the Bible alone that can transform your life. We see how the enemy, Nahash the Ammonite, Came up against God's people. The first mention of the Ammonites is recorded in the... I'm just breaking some, some ground for my message. And I think you're going to enjoy it and you're going to love it and it's going to bring that transformation in your life. The first mention of the Ammonites, Nahash was one of the Ammonites, is mentioned in the book of Genesis 19 verse 37. They were the descendants of Ben-Ami. For you that take note, this is good nuggets. Ben-Ami was the son of Lot with his younger daughter. Yes. Conceived through an act of incest. We remember how God delivered His people from Sodom and Gomorrah. But these ladies... Lot took them into the twin cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And they were so corrupted by the lifestyle of these people of Sodom and Gomorrah when God delivered them and set them free. They looked back and they said, Well, all the men are gone. And they made their dad drunk. And they slept with him, both sisters. So ben was the son of the younger daughter conceived through success. Let me tell you, parents... Be careful who you let your children hook up with. When my oldest daughter was younger, Pastor, she brought a a paper home from school and it it stuck with me and my wife and this is how we raised our children, all three of them. It said, Show me your friends and I will show you your future. These two girls, but this is not my message, but this is the origin of They were descendants from a tribe that was conceived through incest. So they came up against God's people and camped against Jabez-Gilead. Jabez-Gilead is a tribe of Manasseh. And Jabez-Gilead is a city just east of the Jordan River. Just a little history to break my ground for my message so you know what I'm talking about. A real place, real people, a real tribe. This is not a makeup story. It's a real story. They came against God's people, Nahas the Ammonite, surrounded the people of Jabez Gilead, totally surrounded by the enemy. They were ready to attack, ready to bring destruction and death to God's people. It sounds like we, we are living in today's world just right here. If we see what is happening in today's world to us, America... The enemy would leave nothing to spare. They would plunder the city. They would burn it down. They would kill all, they would kill all the men. They would take the spoils. They would take the women, the children. They would. I don't want to use those words. This is the plan and the work of the enemy even today. Jesus himself said, The thief cometh not but to kill, steal, and destroy. John 10.10 This is the enemy's plan for you, my friend. God's people in trouble. They were totally outnumbered. They had no chance of winning this war. Everything looks hopeless. Trapped in their own city. Trapped in their own surroundings, in their own homes. Now rather to die and put the whole city through this. Act of war with the enemy, with Naaz, that's a, that's a cruel dictator. They said, Naaz, make a covenant with us. Don't just come and kill everybody. Make a covenant with us and we will serve you. Naaz said, well, on this condition, Will I make a covenant with you? Let me just say this. Naash, the enemy, said, I will make a deal with you. I will put out every right eye of everybody in this city. And in doing this, I will bring a reproach upon Israel. In other words, I will embarrass the nation of Israel. Now you must understand this. The enemy is ruthless, he wants to leave you without defense. If you had to put out the right eye of everybody in the city, the way they were fighting their wars and the battles, they had a shield in this hand, and guess what? They would be blinded, never be able to protect themselves against even the smallest attack of the enemy. This is the plan of the enemy in your life as well. He wants to disintegrate you. He wants to make sure that you will never be able to stand up against him. It shook the men of Jabez Gilead. They didn't realize how cruel the enemy was. And they said, Give us just a few days. Give us seven days to think about this thing. Somehow. I don't know how they built the cities in those years, but they have their secret ways of escaping out of that city. But they were tunnels, secret ways, and they came. And some of the men of Jabez Gilead they escaped and they came to the rest of the nation of Israel. And when the people heard what Jabez what what Nash wanted to do to the people of Jabez, God's people, they lifted up their voices and they wept. I want to say this some years ago. I spoke to a brother. He was so disappointed in his daughter of her unrepented ways. And I spoke to him and he said, I'm just giving her over to the old devil. I said, brother, you can never, ever say something like that. The devil is ruthless. He's out to kill, steal, and destroy. He will take a life. I said, give her. Into the hands of God. Because God is merciful. God is long-suffering. God is well and is able to help her. When the people heard the news, what the enemy wanted to do to the men of Jabez Gilead, they wept. They lifted up their voices and they wept. I don't know if you have heard somebody that was weeping. It is more than just a cry. It is a weeping down deep in your heart, in your inside that you cannot express, but you would weep and weep. And King Saul came out after the herd from the field. And he said, What is troubling our people like this? Why are they weeping like this? And they told him the news of Jabez Gilead. They said this as this the enemy, wants to pluck out every white eye and put our people in bondage. And when King Saul, verse 6, heard this, I think it's verse 6, He said, why are they weeping? When they told him why the people were weeping like this and what Naad wanted to do to his people, the Bible says in verse 6, And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Saul. When he heard those tidings, and his anger was kindled greatly, he became Very, very angry when he heard the works of the enemy. Let me just stop here for a minute and just focus on this verse 6. It is very strange when you read it. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Saul and his anger was greatly aroused. It doesn't really make sense in the natural, but who knows, God works in the supernatural. The Spirit of God, together with anger. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, there comes a time in our lives of every believer that we need to get angry at the things the devil is doing. So many times, a lot of us, while well, we are putting up with the works of the enemy in our families, the devil is running all over our lives, in our children, destroying our families, our children, our marriage, and we do nothing. It is time that a holy anger comes upon you and say, Devil, enough is enough. No more. This is my son. This is my daughter. This is my family. Take your filthy hands off. A holy anger came upon him. I do I can get angry? Yes. You should get angry. Just don't go sin. Don't go slap somebody or shoot somebody. Your brother, your sister is not the enemy. It's the devil that is the enemy. Jesus got angry when he got to the temple. you remember that? And he saw how they did and the trading and the dust and the cattle and the smell of all the manure and everything. He said, what are you doing? He took a whip and he whipped them out. He said, there my house will be called a house of prayer. And you make it a den of thieves. This is the anger that I'm talking about. That every believer, every Christian should get into his heart. Not just, well, I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. I cannot do it. Who told you that? Who told you those lies? A holy anger came upon King Saul. We normally don't put holiness together with, ho- with anger, but here it is. Angry are the things the devil is doing. Two thousand years ago, Jesus conquered it all. And he said, I give you the power over the power of the enemy. All we have to do is to step in and step out and take authority of the authority that was given to us by Jesus. Many years ago, I prayed and I spoke with a mother in New Jersey. And I think our two friends, they are up to New Jersey. And she said, Brother Roy, I'm in desperate need of help. She said, my son is a bully. He beats me up. He beats his little sister and brother up. I say, where is he? How old is he? Eleven years old. Terrorizing her house. She said, I don't know what to do. I took him to the psychiatrist. They just said he's hyperactive. Want him to put him on medication. She said, if I don't get help, he will land up in juvenile. He will land up in jail. Please help. I had to comfort her and tell her, just wait a little bit. Help is on the way. I will stand. I will pray with you just like I'm going to pray with you today. What did we do? We said the other day, brother, there's power in numbers. Ten times. One put a thousand to flight. Two, ten thousand. Ten thousand. Oh, we are an army of God on the march. The old enemy must be shaking in his boots right now. If we can just stand together and come together and agree together in the name of Jesus. We have the power. We have the authority. But unless that holy anger comes upon you, you will not get it. It was in 1985. My father, George McGregor. I've got my brother in his... Beautiful wife here today. All of us, we were standing around the casket when my dad was lowered into the ground, Brother Terry. Seven brothers, seven brides. Mom was there. Took hands. Dad was the pillar. You can imagine if you have a big family, the father must have the, be the pillar to keep everyone together. And as we lowered his casket into the ground, we said, Lord, we will continue with that as laid off. It wasn't months later, the old enemy attacked the family. Brother Owen became the moderator of the church. You know Bishop Owen now. And he was elected to take over the ministry. It was months later, just as a young man, he was struck with an illness. the doctors gave up hope. An emergency operation that he had to get in. And I remember, uh, Sister Bernadette, when I took him to that to that service in Johannesburg every little bump in the road he could hardly stand it coming out of surgery and he said, this is his words he said, I heard him say it because I was with him in a car he said, God, I know that you healed me but I know when I'm going to get my strength back I'm going to double my effort I'm going to work so much I'm going to plunder the works of the enemy I'm going to destroy his kingdom and I'm going to work to populate heaven today, he is the pastor of one of the greatest churches in Johannesburg. But you know what? A holy anger came upon him. This is what we need in our homes. We allow the old devil. It has happened to you. You have raised your children right. You've brought them to church but they've become so rebellious you cannot do anything with them. Your enemy is real. It is out to kill Destroy. We have to take authority over him. Was some years ago. You say, brother, are you talking? A lot of times there's a terminology they use in the South. Talk is cheap. <laughs> Not for me. I know what I'm talking about. I was doing very well in business, going up the ranks, and the old audacity of the old devil. Attacked me. Got me where I was very vulnerable in my house. My marriage. My children. My wife. On the rocks. Nothing I could do to salvage it. Everything that I thought was going good. Just like you as well. You think things are going well. And all of a sudden, the rock is pulled out under you. This is what happened to me at the lowest point in my life. I said, Lord, you give me the victory. And I'm going to serve you. I'm going to work for you. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to take up my vow to continue to preach this gospel. Can I say, there's my wife. Three children. Five grandchildren. God restored my life to the glory of God. But till that holy anger came upon me and I said, enough is enough. Devil, this is not your children. Devil, this is not your household. God has given it to me. A holy anger arose in me and I spoke those words. Yes. We gotta get angry at the things The old devil is doing. The enemy is real. He's out to kill, steal, and destroy. I stood outside one night and I looked up into the mountains, to the hills, into the sky. And the Psalms 121 came to my mind and it says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. My help was not from just any ordinary man or from a lawyer or from somebody. My help come from much higher from the Lord God who made the heavens and the earth. And this help is available for you as well. No more. No more is the enemy going to run through your life after this day. We're going to stand together. We're going to pray with you. Your marriage is going to be restored. Your children is going to be restored. They're going to serve God. We're going to claim it. We are an army of God that is standing with you. Let me just just mention here, I I wrote this down uh, just last night. Do you know that the army of heaven is ready on our command. Matthew 16 verse 19. I want to give you the scripture to back it up. Whatever you shall bind on earth. Whatever you. Me, you shall bind on earth. Will be, will be bound in heaven. Whatever you shall lose on earth. Shall be loosed in heaven. Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show you great and mighty things which you knoweth not. Let me tell you, I appreciate King Saul that got his people together. He said, every one of you and you can go read that scripture again. He did it very graphic way that. I don't want to describe. He said, if you don't come, there's going to be trouble in a much more deeper way. You go read it. He had to get his army together. And he said, go tell the men of Jabez Gilead. Go tell the men of this city. By the time tomorrow, when the sun is hot, noontime, (laughs) help will be on the way. Oh, and the men came and said, we spoke to the king. He's rounding up an army of over 300,000 men. Yes. He said, by tomorrow, when the sun is hot, help will be here for you. People started to rejoice. Oh, they started to dance. They started to be glad. They, 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 they knew that help was on their way and the enemy must have thought, Neash must have stood on the outside and said, What are they doing? Don't they know that we can strike them anytime? In the face of adversity, I want you today, this morning, to start to rejoice. The enemy didn't get the memo that help was on the way. They didn't realize that there was an army on the way marching in to set his people free. God is sending you deliverance. You've been crying out for long. You've been trapped in that surroundings that you were so familiar with. But now, start to rejoice. You might not see the army on the move now. But I came to tell you that help is on the way for you this morning. Somebody praise the Lord. He is Jehovah. Jehovah. Shama. The Lord that is here. He is Jehovah Nisi. Our banner. He's the one that will fight for you. The people started to rejoice when they heard that help was on their way. Now I appreciate King Saul. King, King Saul. He was just a man like me and you. He had to get his armies all together. He was relegated by time. This is why he said tomorrow. I want to tell you, my Bible says that God is a very present help in the time of trouble. He's not relegated by time. He's available for you right now. You don't have to wait for another preacher to preach a sermon for you. You don't have to wait for somebody else to come and lay his hands and speak to you. Help is right available for you. King Jesus is not relegated by time. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. You remember the lame man at the pool of Bethesda being there for 18 long years and and Jesus said... How long, how long was he there? 38 years. 38 years, that's a lifetime. And Jesus, his miracle right in front of him, and he was so consumed by his circumstances, he didn't realize who was standing in front of him. He was still looking for an angel to come and visit and move the water. He was still looking for somebody that might just step out and put him in the water while his miracle was right there at his feet. Today, I want to say this to you. I know the Lord has led this on my heart. I've been through it. I'm a witness to it. Two weeks ago, Brother Greg laid in the ICU. Doctors were puzzled. They didn't know. We were fearfully and wonderfully made. Even the doctors, they are practicing physicians. (laughs) Oh, but we know the real physician. Today he's here just to testify and as a proof of God's healing power. Is there somebody in this house, a brother, or you spoke to me? I've been praying. I've been waiting for an answer. But thank you. From the Word of God. I'm standing on that word that help is here for me today. I don't have to wait till next week or go to another revival service or no go to another prophet that they are say that he's got a word for me. Your miracle is right here. Let us stand to our feet. Let us sing a song, brothers. Mm-hmm. Jesus. 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 Well, you. Mm-hmm.